0: This is 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Don's Appliances, exceptional brands and service since 1971. Good evening and welcome to 11 on the Ice. I'm Albie Oxenrider, and we've called in the heavy hitters to talk about what's happening with the Penguins. Joining us this week, as they do each week, the old 2-9er, two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Bork and our partner from DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kovacevic, and we're dissecting another TOUGH LOSS, A DIVISION LOSS FOR THE PENGUINS.
1: TONIGHT WE JUST WEREN'T GOOD ENOUGH. WE DIDN'T PLAY WELL ENOUGH. WE DIDN'T EXECUTE. WE WERE CARELESS WITH THE PUCK. AND SO TONIGHT WE BEAT OURSELVES IN A LOT OF WAYS. GIVE WASHINGTON CREDIT. THEY PLAYED HARD. THEY WERE OPPORTUNISTIC ON THEIR CHANCES. Um, BUT TONIGHT WE DIDN'T PLAY WELL ENOUGH. WE BEAT OURSELVES IN A LOT OF WAYS.
0: ALL RIGHT, HERE'S THE DANGER. THE PENGUINS JUST FOUR POINTS ahead of the Capitals now in third place and the Caps have two games in hand. It's possible that uh, this is no longer a matter of getting second or first but staying out of the wild card spot for the Pens. All right, let's start with just this game by itself, guys. The Pens with a two-goal burst at the end of the first taking a lead and things were looking good, but a 5-on-3 goal and then Tom Wilson puts the Caps ahead what fell short for the pens today Dan? we're going
2: to start with you well everything over to you for <laughs> I, I no really i mean this is the second time we've heard now in the past month mike sullivan sound like what we just heard from him uh it was the first one was of course the game at the madison, at madison square garden the four to one loss in which the penguins were completely outplayed and sullivan was genuinely disappointed that was the case here as well uh, tristan jari wasn't great in this game but he also did keep this from getting worse with some of the mistakes that were made. Uh, Overall, Albie, i got to be honest with you. This looks like a team that needs a break, and I'm talking like an Olympic-sized break. The problem is they're not going to get one. There's nowhere near enough time between now and the playoffs.
1: Borky? You're right. You're in the stretch here. Where you're going to play five games in eight days. You're going to play seven games in 12 days. So forget that. You are going to get a four-day break uh, coming up here in uh, a little while. Uh, but that's not soon enough. So for the Pittsburgh Penguins, you score in the first minute of the game. You score in the last minute. Excuse me. Last minute of the first period. That should have been enough. You're up 3-2, and then you don't score again the rest of the way, and the Caps came out. We've seen this from the Penguins a bit. This is what concerns me the most, Albie and Deion, is the Penguins have come out, and we've talked so much about them not having great starts. When they've had a great start or had a good period and against Colorado, they don't follow it up with another period after that. It, it kind of gets left in the dust a little mm-hmm. bit. So uh, it, to me, it's urgency. It's pride. It's details. It's not wanting to be that guy that lets the team down.
0: All right, uh, let's just say that the Pens are 1-5 since that 11-2 win over Detroit. That includes four losses in a row, so uh, they move on to the game tomorrow. Uh, The Penguins got Jason Zucker back today. Uh, Well, first of all, let's talk about what they can do to right the ship, Borky.
1: Well, a little bit, let me, let me uh, add on to what I was saying there. I, I think you have to look yourself in the face. I've been through situations like this before, and this is where you have to really stick together. you got to lock arms and put your oar a little bit deeper in the water because if you start pointing fingers and you start saying, oh, maybe we're just not good enough, Well, then just cash your chips and let's all just go home. I don't think that's the case. This is a group that really loves each other. They really care about winning. They've gone sideways a little bit. So now you look to your leadership group. You look to your best players to be your best players to get you out of this.
2: Part of that sideways component, I think, Phil, is that this team has been bad at inopportune times. And by that, I mean how many... If we've seen this season of the Penguins scoring a goal and then giving one up in the next 30 seconds Uh, Some of that, yes, I'm going to pin that on the coaching because I'd love to see more of an emphasis from Mike Sullivan on after a goal is scored, put the Teddy Bluger line out there and tell them to just look at their watches or something You know, you don't even have to get creative Kill a minute off. Let us enjoy this lead or this tie (laughs) game for just a bit And then from there Proceed to bring out the Evgeny Malkin line and what what happened in this game. That can't happen. The inconsistency with the periods. But I'm going to come back to this again. This team looks like it needs a break. These games don't mean much. I hate to say that, but Albie, you know those standings that you showed earlier? I'd be all right if I'm the Penguins finishing fourth. I really would. I don't want to play the Rangers. Look at that matchup right now. Rest some guys come up with some kind of illnesses or whatever else and sit them <laughs> nine regular
0: season games remain pens got jason zucker back again mm-hmm. today does the lines especially the malkin line mean that the penguins can't turn this around or is that too much of
2: an uncertainty at this point dan well I, I will say this i i thought the bottom six in this game uh were were solid and and they contributed and not just the brian boyle goal that was a really nice shot though <laughs> uh, i i thought they were what you would want them to be in the playoffs and we didn't see the same amount from the top six now that said the malkin line still has to kind of come together we have to be fair about that ricard raquel just got off the plane here jason zucker just got off uh the injured list for the 500th time this season it's not going to happen like this uh but it's there's got to be balance to it there's got to be scoring too you know another thing phil that nobody seems to really talk about as it relates to this team haven't scored much if you take that Detroit game yeah. out of the mix him hasn't been scoring at all
1: yeah no i to get to your question uh, alby I, I think it is important obviously the the crosby line is going to stay together that that's to me is rock mm-hmm. solid you don't touch that but yeah i think that the gino and Raquel and and zucks they they got to get it going man they got they got to start cranking and they got to be that solid second line that they can be and uh, it, it shouldn't matter if Kell just got off the plane and Zook is, is battling whatever he's battling right now. They got to find a way. And as far as the bottom six, yeah, they have to contribute mm-hmm. somehow, some way, in some kind of uh, consistent basis if they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. That's an easy equation for any team going back to 91 and
0: 92. All right. Thanks, guys. Penguins have no time to rest. They have another afternoon game tomorrow against Nashville. And we're going to look ahead to that with. Phil and Dan, plus the problems with the Rangers and what it means for postseason when 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Don's Appliances, returns. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Don's Appliances. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Phil Bork and Dan Kovacevic. Tomorrow, Nashville comes to town. Uh, guys, the Pens lost 4-1 in Nashville a few weeks ago, so what did they take from that loss to come out of a different income tomorrow, uh, outcome tomorrow? Dan, we'll start with well, you. Well,
2: number one, they need to finish. Uh, the, that game at Bridgestone Arena was one that Sullivan and the players were happy with. Uh, they thought that they gave a pretty good effort, that they dominated possession, and they just couldn't beat UC Soros. They were trying like crazy, but they couldn't do it. The Predators made things happen at the other end. The Predators have guys. They have they have depth up front. They're still the Predators in so many ways, Phil. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I mean. And the one guy you want to look out for, he's 59. And he oh, is yeah. an absolute beast. Uh, Ro- you know who I'm talking Roman about. Yossi. Roman Yossi. And he Yossi, was dominant
2: in that game. Three
1: assists in the game. He was mm-hmm. all over the ice. He's a defenseman that plays like a forward. And I'll tell you what. I would almost consider him, I don't know if he'll win the Norris as the best trophy, I think they'll go to Kael McCarr, but he might win the Hart because he's the team's best player. He's dominant. And UC Soros, yes, I know he's playing against Florida tonight. Don't rule him out in the back-to-back situation knowing though, David Riddick is the backup. I'm not going to say that's an automatic, but they're mean. They're not that far removed from the Washington Capitals. they got high-end talent in uh, um, Duchenne and Forsberg, and they play mean and nasty and physical.
2: Yeah, they're annoying all right (laughs) they are (laughs) that's the word i was thinking
1: of
0: something else but that's for the late night show tomorrow afternoon ppg paints arena up next four goals in four games what the regular season means for a possible playoff showdown with the new york rangers next on 11 on the ice sponsored by don's appliances i think tonight was a tight game uh, we battle hard we gave us a chance give ourselves a chance to to come back i think we've been doing the right things i i just don't think we've been getting uh, the bounces and some of the the points in the last couple of games but i think the team's been playing really well and i know it
2: will turn around
0: welcome back to eleven on the ice sponsored by don's appliances a lot of optimism for a team that was shut out by the rangers on Thursday, the Penguins only have four goals in four games against the Rangers and just one win. Borky, we're going to start with you. How does the regular season from a player's... Perspective carry into a playoff series if the two teams would meet in the playoffs?
1: Uh, I like this question. I do. Only one even strength goal for the Penguins, by the way, in that four game season series, and that was from Brian Boyle. So that's not good enough right there. Uh, you've got a goalie in Igor Sisterkin, incredibly athletic. You just need to get more pucks, more traffic, make his life a living hell. Uh, by getting pucks in, in his feet. He's human, he makes mistakes, he kicks out rebounds. And off the rush, the one thing the Penguins, and kind of, it's, it's a microcosm of what they've been going through recently in the four-game season series, they fed the Rangers offense by mismanaging the puck. Hoper plays, bad ice, uh, bad cross-ice passes, it fed right into the offense of the New York Rangers. They are one of the best teams, if not the best teams, at making offense off the rush.
2: And they're also one of the lesser teams in the NHL when it comes to actually defending in their own zone. We've seen that against other teams in the Metro. The Devils put up seven on them the last time they met. That's only because the Devils, as as weak as they are in a lot of areas, have a lot of speed and they come at you with what? A forecheck. The Penguins have given up a lot of their odd-man rush goals to New York because they were too slow to get up in Adam Fox's face. and so Real quick, let me jump yeah, in yeah.
1: and add on to that. It's a great point by you. Mm-hmm. Shesterkin loves to play the puck.
2: Yeah. So when you dump the puck in
1: you can't just dump it so Shesterkin dumps it out or passes it to a defenseman. It's the line. old Marty Brown rule. with yep. a purpose.
2: Dump it in the corner. Don't dump the chase dump to retreat. And they handed it to him. And this is, by the way, something that the coaching staff, or anybody who thinks, why aren't the coaches saying what these guys on TV are saying? They do. They emphasize to the players before these games against the Rangers exactly what Phil just said.
0: All right, let's take this in another direction. What if the Rangers, imagine if you will, imagine if the Rangers catch Carolina <laughs> and the Penguins still hold on to third place. So it mm-hmm. ends up being the Hurricanes against the Penguins. Is that a better matchup for them? Or
2: or not, Dan? It, it is. You. They're all better matchups. There's <laughs> there's nothing about the Pittsburgh New York matchup that works right now. Uh, you asked Phil a second ago, Albie, about do regular seasons carry over into the playoffs? Well, the Penguins gave us that answer themselves. Remember how happy they were after finally beating the Hurricanes? You know why? Because they didn't want to enter the playoffs thinking, "Wow, we've never beaten this team." You don't want to go into any series at a disadvantage psychologically, and the Penguins absolutely would.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a team kind of maneuver themselves to play a certain team because they match up better. Right. You just try to win the rest of your games. Where the chips fall, they fall. So many different scenarios. Penguins travel, uh, the secretary, uh, Jason Sidling probably has hotels in four or five different cities right now because the Rangers could finish first in the Metro. Penguins could fall to a wild card. They could meet that way. Oh, the yeah. Penguins could play the Panthers. Yeah. The Penguins could play Carolina. There's so many different scenarios of what's going on right now. I think at the end of the day, As a player, you got to clear all that right out of your head. Mm -hmm. Get your best game going, man. Down the stretch here, whatever happens,
0: happens. And whoever you play, the team's going to win. All right, let's talk a little bit about playoff readiness. Um, And Tristan Jari is the guy that we're going to focus on. This is his fifth straight loss. We're going to start with Borky. Is it time to be worried about Jari's game slipping? I'm not going to use the w- word worried,
1: uh, but I am going to use concerned. Um, that it's it too many goals against. And the thing about... You know, being a goaltender in this situation, whether it's down the stretch here where your team needs a win or even the playoffs when your team needs a win. At some point, your goaltender has to stand on his head and shut the door. No more of this three, four, five goals against. He's got to put up a goose egg or one goal against. I mean, it's, he, he's to that point now where he, just to feel good about himself, I think he needs to have one of those games.
2: Yeah. He's never come close to this threshold of games played. Remember that there was COVID and shortened seasons and everything else here. And he's got the fourth most games started in the National Hockey League. Mike Sullivan has talked about trying to manage Three
1: shifts later mm-hmm. Brian Russ and this is the old shot off the pad. I love oh, it. Yeah. Russ was anticipating it and he was able to pump it past Kemper uh, and that's that tells me a lot about the character of Brian Russ. He felt bad. It was a bad bounce. It goes off his stick. It was McKinnon's goal. Nathan McKinnon. That's goal. right. Yeah. And then he comes back a couple shifts later gets that rebound and that's a goal scorer's goal. Just knowing where the goalie was where to put it. The tempo. Love
2: it. Yeah. I thought you were referring to the, the, the shot that was taken here. What I love about this goal is the rush that 87 puts through the middle of the rink there between the blue lines? He has the Colorado Avalanche backing yeah. off. Look at look yeah. at those white Space. shirts just backing off there. Yeah, big gap to the point that Sid recognizes that Marcus Pedersen is skating behind him. Marcus puts a really solid shot. Put all of his 160 pounds <laughs> into that stick. <laughs> that trying
0: to score a pass off the pad. I love it. All right, another goal against the Avalanche. Jake Gensel just swatting the puck out of midair to put into the net the the focus is incredible Borky it it really is I think it's Jeff
1: Carter with a little redirect Mm -hmm. and then Jake Gensel out of midair setting up that tripod in front and just oh just a little bit of a touch there again those magical buttery soft hands of Jake Gensel that finds that loose puck in the air and
2: right There
1: gets just a little piece to chip it in.
2: It's a playoff goal. You know you're allowed to score playoff goals in the regular season. (laughs) Phil, when we're talking about uh, having that one even strength goal against the Rangers in four meetings, this is why. I don't care if that's Igor Shosturkin or or peak career Patrick Waugh in there right now. He's not stopping a double deflection. Here's the other
1: thing. Just to kind of let's let's blow all the smoke away. At the end of the day. It's get to the front of the net mm-hmm. and shoot the puck at the net. What right? a concept. And that's Really, when you get down to everything, it gets down to that, and the Penguins could do more, a l- little bit more of that.
0: All right. We'll wrap it up with Jeff Carter's goal
2: today against the Caps. Well, the thing you have to like about this is let's count the bodies there in the picture. There's one of them is sprawled on the rink. Another one is skating by. There's Evan Rodriguez, fighting his way where? Not to the behind the net, not to perpetuate some that's cycle, it. but he turns and he curls back in front. This is a playoff goal. It is. Goal. It's not pretty. No. Now, I,
1: last time I looked at NHL.com, I didn't see a category for pretty goals. PG. But here's another thing. You know, they changed the <laughs> goaltender's pads a few years ago, and they made them rounder. Yes. And we're seeing a lot of pucks. And that's what happened right there on Sansonov, that and he the puck sits on. there and jeff carter just makes the right decision doesn't take it in the corner no he and doesn't like, go just look throw back it at to the, the point? net we got how a body many? in the front just throw it at the net and it hits that rounded pants uh, and trickles hey, into Phil, the goal in
2: that moment how <laughs> many guys on this team if carter curl to the forehand and say oh my point man's open no you know what i'm saying no though? just throw not it at him.
1: the net. you had erod going there and that's how you make things happen
0: all right the three stars are next no not the three of us but you know what we mean don't go away 11 on the ice Sponsored by Don's Appliances. Back after this. Welcome back to 11 on the Ice. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. And we expect that after these lists are revealed, you'll be able to end up the show mixing it up like the Penguins and Rangers did on Thursday. Three stars stars, go. Day in your
2: first. Well, I'm breaking all the rules here, Phil. What is this? This is the other team's goalie. I am so tired of seeing the other team's goalie being the number one star in every game the Penguins play. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's uh, Igor Shesterkin or Darcy Kemper or anyone other than Alex Nadelkovich of the Red Wings. We're, we're having a chat after the show. <laughs> we're, having, we're having a
1: little. We're going to have a little t- tete a tete, as they Uh-oh. say. This doesn't sound <laughs> like
2: it'll end well. Okay,
1: right. let's just, okay, let's just go. Okay, I went with Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson. He's been good. It's been so good. He has. I name me. Uh, he's one of the top five defensemen in the league at carrying the puck and how fast he can skate. Amazing. Roman Yossi's there. Kale McCarr is there. But from zero. From zero. From zero zero and the way he could shoot the puck and get it on the net he has he just he's gone to another level. We, I'm glad we both agreed on the Rusty razor yeah because he's just been a model he's of consistency terrific. and they, uh, interesting you went with Kartsy
2: yeah, I thought I think he's his game has begun to be, look more like Jeff Carter and what you want yeah. to see in the, in the in the playoffs. I'm, I'm curious about your Raquel pick. What do you like about it? I haven't been nuts about him everything. Okay, go ahead. Everything. Go ahead. Every
1: time he's on the ice, I kind of scooch myself up on the edge of my seat because uh-huh. I feel like he's going differ- to be a difference maker. I know this wasn't last week, but I wanted to give him some love for that Minnesota game. Yes, for he a couple was of good really there. good I goals. Just, I still want to see Super more symbiosis player. between
2: He'll him and He'll give you more.
1: 71. Trust me.
0: <laughs> I'm just glad we got the rusty razor and cartsy in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That'll do it for 11 on the ice for Day and And Phil Bork and the entire Channel 11 sports team. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Have a great night.